Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk some game news and Microsoft Flight Simulator and maybe a little bit of Fall Guys. But before we get to all of that, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K. Gojo and Sitsa for their contributions. We really appreciate you guys, as well as all of our patrons. Uh, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. Also, Tom Z. Oh, and Tom Z. Yeah, he did join up. Yep. Right on. Thanks, Tommy. We love you. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, reviews would be sweet. We haven't seen any in a while, probably because we haven't really picked up any new listeners necessarily. But that's cool. Um, if anybody out there hasn't reviewed and wants to, we would appreciate it. And don't forget to, uh, again, follow us on Twitch. You can also sub- subscribe to us on Twitch. We are Twitch affiliates and have that ability now. You can use a free Prime subscription uh to check us out there that would be sweet except this episode won't be up there because we suck uh alex any bumpers for the network yes the horror movie your book boys did an episode about pumpkin head this past week please check that out they have a bonus episode talking about some of the vampire movie brackets that were sent in and they are planning on doing a several week long uh look back on uh george romero's dead movies um as as they read this book that they contacted uh that that they that they are doing a giveaway of actually so please go check that out if you're into horror movies i think you'll enjoy it very much and then also uh the alienist recap podcast uh the whole season is over but we are doing a season wrap-up this week so please stay tuned for that and give that a listen if you've been following along with the alienist this season because it was quite a good one right on brian what have you been playing um a lot of the u- usual stuff i guess more forza because i do that periodically um rainbow six forza s- or forza horizon forza horizon four okay I don't have Motorsport on PC. I would like to, but it never goes on sale for cheap enough, and I have no idea why it's not on Game Pass, but it isn't. Oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, Um, So is it still Forza Horizon 4 that you're going back to? Okay. Yeah. Um, Actually, I read recently that they're not selling 3 anymore. That either happened or is happening soon. Yeah. It's coming off the store which is kind of weird to me, but apparently it has to do with all the uh, music licenses involved. Yeah, there's something weird about that with um, the xCloud version as well. I read that when you play it on xCloud, the the stations aren't even... There's one station, basically. and, mm-hmm. and you're, So it's weird to me that they would lose the whole thing just due to the music. You would think they would just patch new music into it or something, or just like... <laughs> Yeah. Generic bullshit music. But yeah, it says after September 27th, you will no longer be able to purchase Forza Horizon 3. So go go get that if you yeah, it's yet. Even like the online functionality is still supported. So you can still play online and you can play offline if anyways. Um, it's, it's still a great game to play. Edition. Yeah, like if you played like two or four and somehow skipped three, I would still pick up three because I mean... It still looks almost as good as 4, and it runs really well now on PC and obviously Xbox. Um, and the Australia setting is super cool. Um, 
actually it's a it's a bit uh like there's less like um altitude changes hmm. it's a little more uh flat i guess you could say than four but overall i feel like the setting is better that's also the one with the hot wheels dlc for that's yes so which is honestly a blast um and the uh, blizzard mountain one is really good too which is all snow themed obviously um but yeah back to rainbow six uh we finally got to try the mute protocol event after it was delayed by about a week um it's pretty cool you can become a drone as an attacker and as a defender you can like go into the camera system and then just teleport out of a camera in various places you can place your own bulletproof cam so you can kind of make a spawn point um yeah it's cool uh i i can't play it like for hours like i can play the regular modes but it it's, is cool it's way harder in my opinion like i have, <laughs> i do my brain in rainbow six mode does not work for mute protocol john did you get to try it out last yeah night? we actually we played it last night for a little bit it, it is a it is a very cool mode like if they mm-hmm. did a standalone game of that style i would be totally into that um i i really enjoyed it i thought it was fun yeah, um, yeah. i like just being able like i really like the idea of like flipping through the cams and then just like appearing <laughs> in the room you yeah. know like or wherever the camera are you know wherever they are like you just pop up and you're in that room like that's that's sweet like the it's definitely a different way to play um you you can have like you know a couple people in cams like flipping through and then a couple people on foot and then like you know when they need backup you can hopefully like hop in where they need it or you know if somebody's capturing a point you can just jump to that cam and then pop into the room like it's a it's a very cool concept that's for sure yeah i wish some of the costumes were a little more trony and less like vintage robot but less rock yeah Ro- Think rocket Ro- rocketeer iron giant basically yeah. yeah yeah definitely iron giant um they did a good job with it though like the tower setting is it really fits the like futuristic yeah aesthetic they're going with and yeah, um, that's a sweet rgb to the, to the yeah um yeah i'm always amazed at how good they do like how well they like dress up the levels and the characters and stuff for those events even though they only last like two weeks most yeah so yeah definitely we did a little PUBG yesterday too and we all lost to the same person we always do (laughs) but anyways um brian was convinced that it was because he had server advantage but all the games we were playing have dedicated servers, so it's not. There's no advantage. <laughs> there goes that idea. Yep. Yep. No home team advantage, unfortunately. Nope. Not at all. I I usually, if I do Saturday gaming, I have the disadvantage of continuing to drink beers, so I get yeah, worse. You, you usually no. That's the thing is, you usually get better when you've been drinking. Oh, I have a peak and then I go downhill. <laughs> um. Yeah. I tried Revenant from the Ashes a bit. Um, Free on the Epic Store this uh, yeah. week, I think. Yeah, it was. So, And I actually wanted to check that out before, so that was cool. Um, it's it's interesting. I didn't, like, get far enough to... Like, I didn't try playing with anybody. I feel like it would be a lot of fun to play co-op. 
But um, yeah, I mean, it's like a mix between a shooter and like Dark Souls, I guess you could say. I kept is- hearing people make that comparison, and I don't fully, I can't quite understand. I haven't watched anybody play the game, so I don't really understand what that means. But I, I, I watched I Zach play for a minute, and it definitely like has a Dark Soulsy like Bloodborne feel, but with guns, and like mm-hmm. it's it's pretty like. I haven't played it. I can't really say anything about it, but I just like in watching Zach play, I was like, okay, I can see the appeal of this game. So let me, let me ask you, Brian, when you start up the game, do they show you where the gun is? (laughs) You get to pick a class actually. And that determines which guns you have. Oh, okay. So they just give you the guns from the get go. Not actually at first you don't have a gun at all. And you have to basically play through a tutorial and, um, yeah, well, so that's shocking too that there's a tutorial, oh. um, and and there's narrative like there's actually voice acting. At the end of the tutorial, is it like come pick up this gun? Yeah, to no, there's the just tutorial? like a spot on a stair, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> someone's salty. Okay. Good to know. It sounds like a great still game. still salty. <laughs> yeah, the classes seem kind of interesting. Uh, there's only a few, but it's still cool that they they have those and of course like you can i think there's like a skill tree and you can level up and shit but i don't even know i barely played it honestly but i'm curious to try it some more Um, have you both know that nick tried out bloodborne like this past week and he was like i i can see how how people enjoy this but it's not going to be something that i enjoy and then uh, we were, it was him and I and Gojo playing Payday, and then Gojo was like, were you able to find the gun, though? <laughs> <laughs> and Nick was like, yeah, I just picked it up. It was right there. Uh, so I still I keep, get shit about it to this day. I keep missing out on the Payday sessions. Like yeah. Nick's invited me a couple times, but I just happened to be playing something else with mm. someone. I, they'll keep going. Yeah. They, they only We only play, like... A few of the different heists, and they they mostly play what they're used to, so there's plenty of new content that they haven't touched at all that they want to, so they should be playing for a while. Yeah, I don't have all that content, though, so I'm kind of locked into the old stuff. I don't feel like dropping $100 to get all the content. They would also be fine with that, too, so. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Cool. That I can recall. Alex, what about you? Anything else? Um, I've been catching up slowly on Ghosts of Tsushima. I'm on the, I'm in Act 3 now. I've done pretty much everything in the first two sections of the island that you can do. Um, I could not just do the story missions. I had to go back and do everything else. I could not buck my completionist, um, (laughs) tendencies, unfortunately. But it it seems like a really easy game to do that in because it shows you everything on the map and it's all like laid out easily. And yeah, like I like I like the story, like the little um, the character stories that you get out of like some of the missions are really cool. Like having those characters develop more Um, like uh, what was the Bowmasters dude? What's his name again? Um, Yeah. Ishi something. Ishikawa or something like that? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but it's no. like I finished his his thing with where you're trying to hunt down his student Tomoe and like that was that was a fun like development of like who he is as a character and then to see what happens to Tomoe 
And then I did the other one with um, the the samurai family that was murdered and you're following like the matriarch around yeah, to like Hitachi hunt down the killers. Family. And like that was like a really cool development too. And just some of the some of the developments of uh, of just these these characters is, is just like they put so much time into this game. <laughs> like, well, and what I'll say about those, I do think that by the end of their stories, they're very very good. But there are like nine nine quests per like person. There's some. There are a few people that have fewer. But like Kenji, like Kenji only has like three. I think Kenji's got a couple. I think Yuna only has a couple as well. But um, but the three, the two that you spoke of, and then Norio, the monk, is the third one. All of them, I feel like they're a little bit long, and I feel like a lot of the really good development is just held off till the end. And I wish it was a little bit more like sprinkled throughout, or they, they yeah, kind of or if it just it wasn't a, a bunch of like fetch quest nonsense to begin with, and then the last half is like just straight like climactic like moment. Yeah. So, but but that's the thing. I feel like they do really well with the with the main story missions. Some of the side stuff feels a little fluffy at at times. So I wish they would have kind of evened that out a little bit, or maybe kind of tuned the uh, pacing a little bit on some of them. But that's also kind of hard because you can do them in whatever order you want for the most part, except for like the ones that are actually gated by the. Um, progression through like their their character stories but overall i'm i'm enjoying it quite a bit and and i feel like um every time you complete an act i feel even more invested in the story so by the end of the third one here i think i'll be quite a big fan of it but but it is quite fun i do feel very overpowered but i like that so it's not an issue for me oh for Um, sure i love that yeah it's it's nice to be able to just like walk in and stand off people and then like you kill five dudes right off the bat and then you just start murdering everybody else because you know you you can do that now with I mean, all the powers and things that you have you're supposed to be a badass right so it makes yeah. sense you're, the, you're yeah. the ghost man like you're there to terrify everyone on the island essentially like and i will say on the topic of the ghost i was a little bit kind of dismissive of the fact that it doesn't feel like the game really lets you i i kind of wished it was like a paragon system like in mass effect and i feel like um they with the way they spoke about it before the game came out it felt like that was what they wanted it to be whereas now in playing through the story i recognize that they're doing something very particular with it like it is part of it is ingrained in the story that kind of descent into being the ghost um, so I, all in all, I think it worked out well so far and I feel like I can kind of erase that complaint off of the board. I just think that was a problem with the marketing and not necessarily with the game itself. Right. Um, but no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. John, did you finish it this week? I did not. I tried to many times. Okay. I tried to play. I didn't have any time to play any video games except last night. So did you get, are, are you the legend of the goat? Did you reach the end of the level progression? I'm yet? on the last no. node. I literally okay. have one final node to fill in, which will take probably like two side missions to fill. Okay. Um, if not one big side mission, like I, but yeah, I'm, I'm like right there. Okay. So, but it's so like, I, the done. more I play it and like the more I do in this game, like I realize like I could probably get all of the trophies like on PlayStation for this like and i yeah. kind of want to because i like playing it so it's I it's definitely like, a fun like it's a fun romp through samurai town yeah and doing all the stuff that that you do that like being a completionist has made me do i will probably be close enough to getting the platinum anyway so i might as well do yeah it. but 
Uh, they also just announced um, multiplayer for it, like a four. Yeah, four player co-op horde mode, something or other. I think there are story missions too of some okay. sort. Hmm. But the main, the main uh, catch is it's like a horde mode play of some sort. Yeah, it looks so really cool. There's a class based system. You can be a samurai, a ronin, an assassin, or an archer, I believe. Okay. Um. It it just yeah. I'm really excited to play that. It looked they were showing off some monsters ish looking. It leans things. more into the mythology. It seems. Yeah. Than, it it looked know, very much like Neo in a way. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And I and I like that because Neo is really cool too. Um. But yeah, I, I have not had a chance to play more. It's uh, yeah. Dad Simulator's tough. That's a rough game. <laughs> not not <laughs> a lot of achievements time. early on. It seems. <laughs> I am. You I do think I can change. I can change a on. diaper pretty fast now. So in case I do get peed on, like I can avoid it. Nice. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm getting pretty good at that. I'm good at burping. That's a good one. Good. Um, but yeah, we don't need to get into Dad Simulator. <laughs> um, um, other than that, I did pick up Celeste a little while back on okay. Switch. I don't think I talked about it too much, but it was mostly at um, Rick's suggestion. Uh, and that game is really cool. It's very like straightforward, um, kind of side scroller with like it's kind of like a Super Meat Boy, but a little more forgiving and not so like <laughs> ridiculous. Is it that fast? Cases. No, it's not that fast. I would say I I think it's a little bit more. You can go a little bit slower with it, and honestly, like I don't get that frustrated when playing, even though sometimes I die like. 40 times in the same room because I'm just that bad at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's really cool. I've been enjoying it. The cool thing is there are some secrets that you can discover where it'll let you play the original Pico 8 version of the game uh, inside of the, the normal game. So that's kind of fun too. But um, pretty simple mechanics. It's jumping and dashing. And sometimes you hit jumps where you... Uh, you use your dash. You can only use your dash once in the air unless you hit certain items that will replenish your dash, and then you can dash again. And sometimes you have to, like, chain those combos together or, like, flow around, like, these spikes using those tools, and it's it's just very, very cool and not something I thought I would be any good at, and I'm not really that good at it, but it's still fun to play and try to, to succeed. So that's been fun as well, um, and I think that's pretty much all that I've been playing. Cool. Uh, do you want to talk about Fall Guys real fast? Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. So I played a little bit of it last week, but John, what what are your thoughts? Uh, it's a fun little party game, that's for sure. Uh, my neighbor bought it for me as a as a thank you for driving him around town when he got locked out of his house. <laughs> and uh, Jordan, if you hear this, thanks, man. Uh, but other than, yeah, I, I did I, I did a couple couple of rounds. Uh, I got to basically the last the final. I got to almost the to the final challenge, challenge. Okay. uh I, I lost in the one before it which was uh, i'm trying to remember what i had to do oh, i had to climb an, an inclined uh treadmill that was forcing you down and they were throwing large fruit at you and you yeah. had to dodge the fruit and work your way towards the top <laughs> sounds that's, ridiculous that's the one that got me the the opening uh challenge that i had was to go through like there's there's a whole bunch of doors like like rooms of doors mm-hmm. and each room has fake doors and real doors and you got to kind of find the real ones to break through. Yeah. And uh 
It's it's literally like it's you and like sixty or fifty nine other like little fall guy dudes like trying to ram through these doors and like they're all bumping into each other and bumping into the walls and things and it gets kind of hectic and then the next round was the one that I've seen where it's like a memory game where you have to memorize like the floor tiles that are different mm. fruit and then it'll show you which fruit you need to stand on on a screen and you have to run over to that fruit panel and the other ones will drop out beneath you and people like fall into it and then each round like there's just elimination after elimination and then there's like the final round is like is that i saw because you can spectate after you lose the final round is was like a bunch of people 14 people like jumping on these little like hex hexagonal shapes on the floor and they disappear as you touch them and so the whole point is to like try and like stay on to them as long as you can and there's like four or five levels of those and each as each level drops down like more people fall through and uh it just it gets it gets kind of crazy, man. But it's like I played a few rounds. It seems really fun. It would definitely be a lot of fun with like a whole group of friends. Like if you had sixty of your friends and could do like a private <laughs> match, like that would be insane. Like sixty friends. But if you could still, even if you didn't have that, if you have the ability to like jump into a round with like a bunch of friends and like play, like that would be really cool. Like I could see that being a, a very fun game to play with with your friends all at the same time. So uh, I dig it. It's cool. It's got a lot of. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think right now. Season type stuff, season content, and like cosmetics. yeah, there's like seasonal stuff, cosmetic stuff, like all kinds of cool patterns and things you can like make your character look more customized. Um, it's pretty goofy. Yeah, I, I dig it. It's it's definitely when Jordan sent it to me, he's like, it's a fun little party game. Like I think you'll you'll dig it. Like you know, we we use it to wind down after Warzone or whatever. So like, I definitely uh plan on playing it here and there so as much as i can get time on my computer i suppose but yeah it reminds me of like a a mario party or yeah for sure warrior wear kind of game just like kind of made into a bigger competitive it's like mario party PUBG without guns and like you're like you have challenges and people get eliminated and the whole point is it's just a battle royale puzzle game in a way sort of puzzle i don't know if it's puzzle but it's cool. It's yeah. colorful. It's made by or uh, is it? I don't know if it's made by Devolver, published. but it was published by Devolver, and they yeah. always have great games. Yep. Um. So yeah. Yeah. I dig and it, and I think it is free on PlayStation Plus through August. So you have one more week to pick it up. There's probably less yeah. cheaters on PlayStation too. I would imagine so. Yeah. It's Although I don't crossplay. I don't know yet. if I like ran into cheaters necessarily, but no, it's it's yeah, cool. Check it those, out. Uh, those um auto aim assists you know because there's all that shooting yeah Not for really. sure anyways so yeah all right uh flight sim or do we want to go to news let's do flight sim talk about flight sim we'll do brian, news how last. much brian you bought a flight stick i did yeah for for flight sim and hopefully star wars soon. which which stick uh, did you buy i which, got which stick do you wrap your hands around Thrustmaster yeah, e flight hotas four that so talking it's so hot <laughs> it's actually um it's a master. flight stick and throttle combo. Mm. Um you can actually latch the two together as and you just uh use a little hex tool that's snapped into the bottom and you tighten a couple uh bolts and then you are good to go. It's like together. Um how or you can the, go how's on. the weight? Like like I know some of the flight sticks the um the the tension in the stick is so high that if it doesn't weigh enough, then it doesn't like 
work very well unless you have it like suction cup to your desk. How there, is all that? The weight is really good. Like it doesn't, it feels pretty stable. It's, it's like a pretty heavy unit overall. Okay. Um, and the stick tension is adjustable. There's a knob on the bottom nice. of it. So right. that, that's also helpful. Um, this particular model of the T flight is PlayStation four compatible and PC compatible. And it also has the port for the optional rudder set that you can get or the foot pedals. Nice. Um, so that's cool. Uh, it's like yeah, 80 I think, bucks new. Yeah. I got an okay. open box one and it works fine. I tend to do that a lot because I've never had an issue with an open yeah. box item and it's always so much cheaper. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I think it was like 63 or something. I just assume most open box items are something that a husband bought without consulting his wife and has to take it back. <laughs> that's very likely. I even got I, my iPad Pro that way and it was I like just, I feel like that's that is the reason. But what do I know? Um, I, I can I can feel guilty all by myself. I don't it, need anybody to tell me. I mean, Megan never <laughs> tells me. She never like questions me buying things. She just yeah. is like, "All right, well, don't complain to me about money." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I don't. <laughs> um, so Brian, how's how is flight sim with your new flight stick? I will say, if I didn't have the flight stick, I don't think I would be I would be enjoying it as much. Like it makes a huge difference in the immersion of it all, and just the the ease of control. Like I mean, well, I, I can't like imagine should, flying around with a mouse. We or should also Dax mention controller. like your uh, your new monitor too, because I feel like that also plays into your immersion, that, does it? Yeah, not? that does help. Yeah. Um, as another bargain purchase, really. You're going to make me want to buy a flight stick now, and then we're going to get into dog fights or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be really, there's a lot of things that would be, it would be fun to use it with like, uh, yeah, Star Wars squadrons for sure. You could probably use it with that Eve Valkyrie game and that yeah. would be really cool, especially playing in VR. Yeah. It does um, have, uh, it does have support for the HOTAS. I think Battlefield games support it if you actually want to fly a plane and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty I good. Fly, it seems I'm like pilot. a solid. It seems like a solid product. Um, it's a little awkward setting it up, like trying to fit a throttle, a flight stick, even my keyboard that's ten keyless. It's it still seems like it takes up too much space. And Which a mouse. One did you say you got? They got the four. Yeah. The T Flight Four. Yeah. Yeah, the, you can get the X for sixty, but it's like the older model that I think was for PS3, yeah, PS3. and PC, and it doesn't have the uh, jack on the back for the foot pedals. But other than that, it's functionally the same, I guess. Okay. So if you want to try that and don't plan on ever getting foot pedals, go for it. So let me let me ask you this. So for people who don't know, Microsoft Flight Simulator is kind of a re or a, a, a reboot of a very long-standing franchise that was pretty popular with flight or pilot enthusiasts back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and very much grounds itself in realism. Like you are sitting there doing all the ready checks before you go before you take flight you're taking you do the simulation of actually taking off you're taking off brakes and making sure that your rudder or your your propeller speed is up if you're in one of the smaller planes and 
things like that. It's very much grounded in realism. The other cool thing about this one is that it takes very high resolution images from Bing, uh, Bing maps, I believe their satellite imagery in order to kind of populate the world and, and show you below, you can get kind of very good detail. Um, I, in my 2080 machine, I only get like 30 or 40 frames on the highest setting. Um, and, and there are a lot of people that are having trouble running it at, at higher settings, but all that aside, so what I wanted to ask you is with the flight stick, are you still using your keyboard for like the takeoff stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Like so all right. I mean so it's not it's not just like even playing with the control I tried some stuff with the controller last night and obviously there's still some things that you need to do on a keyboard in that situation, but it's not like even maybe with the fanciest flight stick in the world, you wouldn't necessarily need you'd have enough buttons to to map things, but it sounds like you should be prepared to be playing with the flight stick as you're actually flying, but then when you're doing any of the other tasks like taking off or landing, you're probably turning to the keyboard to get things ready to go, right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't jumped into the full like cold start um, level of difficulty where you actually have to go through the the full um, flight check list like to get the plane started and everything. I, I just have it to where the plane's already running. That's like the, the, the standard setting, I guess. Okay. Um, and you have to just shut the parking brake off, which actually that's bound to, to the throttle. But um, And then, yeah, you just ease the throttle forward and pull back on the stick and you're in the air. It's that easy, honestly, taking off. But um, landing is something else but <laughs> but that is significantly easier with the flight stick and and the the throttle like it, you need something analog to control the speed i feel like or it just it's it's yeah. too much i was pressing b and a on the xbox controller last night to oh, control that's the terrible and it's it's not very it's not a very immersive experience <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> like i think i held it for long enough or oh that's way too much yeah but, uh, i yeah. i do wish the throttle was a little smoother, but um, it, it definitely does the job. Um, I really want the Airbus set eventually when it's all available. Yeah. But that's expensive, so we'll see. It, it's it actually, it's modeled from the exact, like, controls in the uh, A320 Airbus, I think it is. That's awesome. Which is one of the most popular um, commercial airliners. Um, I've tried out a few different planes so far. Um, they all definitely feel wildly different. Um, like, they're very well simulated. I mean, just switching from one, like, prop plane to another, I could tell just there's just a slight difference, like, the the weight of it and, like, just how the controls are and, um, like, how the whole sensitive. balance of the plane. Now, yeah. now is it just, like, is the whole challenge of the game just learning how to be a good pilot or are there other challenges and like, is there like a mission structure or anything like that? Or like there, there is, there's like a, like, can you well, be, can you be like a commercial courier driver, like, fl- like pilot for like UPS yeah. where you're like flying overnight packages from like New York to San Francisco. I, I do like, really think that's like the, the, the next level of like DLC for yeah, them like, is well, to add like, some sort of like, con- career mode 
Cause, yeah, because you have be like cool. there's yeah. farming simulator and there's semi truck driver like 2020 mm-hmm. and like there's yeah. you know th- those sorts of games. Like I would love to see this game have that sort of like career mode like you said i think would be really cool yeah i definitely feel like they have to have that in their roadmap of like what they're going to add to the game um one interesting thing that i that they did mention is they're definitely looking into adding a co-op so you can have like you and a A buddy (laughs) yeah you can be co-pilots um that sounds really cool because all the flights you do in the game are real time so they can get pretty damn long. So when you when you're playing, have you have you done any like uh, passenger jets yet? Uh, I did. Okay, so back to the mission thing. They do have some landing challenges. Okay, and it rates you based on like how perfectly you hit the runway, basically, and uh, if you're at the right speed and your nose is in the right position for that. How many times you bounce. So, like, a real um, pilot, are you getting loaded on vodka tonics and Xanax before you do any of this, or is it just like... <laughs> I mean, I've considered it, but... Okay. Uh, I, no, I'd be curious. I, like, I, definitely... I, would, I think it would be fun as hell to, like, if you streamed this and, like, got... I mean, if you were, like, we, we compared, you know, it, we, you can't... Because you can't drink on stream. You'd have it in, like, a sippy cup or something like that. But, like, <laughs> if, if you gradually get more drunk throughout your flight <laughs> and then... Then we have to watch you try and land. <laughs> you just can't. Like, yeah, that would be funny as hell. <laughs> I don't think flying drunk would be a problem for me at all, to be honest. But that's a totally different subject. I just yeah, think we we could it. have we could have like Brian's flight simulator like Thursdays or something like that in our Twitch stream. <laughs> Thirsty and Thursday. Like, and like every, I don't care what day of the week it is. Like, but it 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 it's just you. Like flight Fridays with Brian is what it's called, and like. Like sometime in the day on a Friday, like you get loaded and you just try to fly a plane <laughs> in the game and see what happens. Like it, it could be a really fun show that I think people would true. love to experience. Back to the the commercial airliners, though, like I've only tried those for like a landing challenge, but I was shocked at how well they handle and how fast they are compared to the other planes. Yeah. Like if you need speed, you just like push the throttle forward and you're just like going and then if you get the pedals is there like a wright brothers one that you can pedal the plane propeller <laughs> i mean probably i don't know because this game seems very expansive like they have a lot of it opportunity is. here um okay so and i'm looking at this other th- like thrustmaster like hotas warthog stick and oh you can that get, one's like, sweet you yeah. can get fucking gauges for it and shit like what the <laughs> fuck like this is yeah. insane you know how shit, like this is people real. build racing setups. Some yeah. people build cockpit setups. Oh yeah, there's a whole there. You can buy the framing systems on Amazon. Like mm-hmm. they have them. It's nuts. Yeah, this whole, I can't this, see this myself ever doing that. That's the thing is people take these simulators very seriously. Particularly, like I mean, Flight Simulator had very like high nerd cred when it came out originally, and I feel this like does too. Yeah, like I've, a lot of people got super pumped for this when it was announced. I've heard there's a, a lot of it. like weird quirks that. Um, don't quite line up but overall like you could legit learn how to fly a plane this way yeah they had one of the former dudes from giant bomb who was running cloth map on patreon but is now doing something else he's starting to work for a game developer i think he while he was working at giant bomb was learning how to fly and i think he was on a stream the other night 
doing the like final exam test that he had to take in order to become a pilot in, in flight simulator. So, um, it, it, I like, it's, it's, it's incredible. The level of detail, like when I first sat down to play it, I didn't really know what I was doing at all. And I was like, I'm going to fly from, uh, Toronto to Detroit or something like that. And you can pick like the Oakland airport, John, you can, you can land, yeah, I landed there. It was if you want. That's very so crazy. difficult. <laughs> it's yeah. a really this, this tight so, strip. This is so funny because, like, I like I don't want to play this without a joystick. So now I'm looking up these fucking joysticks <laughs> on the internet. Like, where, which one can I buy that doesn't suck for like a lot of them are sold you know? out. Well, that's the thing is like they're hard to find because I'm assuming everybody yeah. bought them for this game. You know, like what other reason would they have? Like, um, yeah. You know, this this wasn't my first choice, but overall, I think it's a really good value for what you get. It could definitely use more buttons, but like I said, you're going to need your keyboard anyways, so yeah. there's enough buttons on it to get by. What, I An mean, extra is there hat any switcher too would be ideal. But Is there any difference between like the Xbox One version to the PS4 version that you have other than probably the color scheme? I don't think so. Scheme, you like... might want to check and see if they have the, the jack, but I think it's just a color scheme difference. I mean, I'm never going to get the pedals. Like, I don't think that's... Then don't worry about it. I don't think that's in it for me, but... You could probably well, also get in... pedals that are USB anyways. Keep in mind, John, if you did want to do something a little more arcadey and actually do some dogfights, that you might be able to use um, the PS4 version with Ace Combat 7 or Ace Combat 10 and... I think it's 10 and do it in vr as well so. yeah oh god i would throw up <laughs> just <laughs> i just remember the first time i played e valkyrie and i thought i was gonna die yeah like that I, got game done, is I got done playing and like i literally had to like sit for like an hour to like regain my equilibrium because i was pretty <laughs> sure i was gonna puke everywhere that was the only game i had an issue with because once i did like a barrel roll in that game i felt my stomach was like turning with the spacecraft and it was very unsettling yeah um so brian what you you've been you've been posting screenshots of uh people's houses yeah this is yeah that's not creepy or anything well i asked them about it um i just thought it was like a fun little stalker flyover (laughs) because like the flyover simulator 2020 (laughs) Well, bec- those are places that I'll, I may never go in my re- in in my lifetime. So no, it's I like, know I'm, I plan on. I want to see what Egypt. they look like. Like I <laughs> wanted know? to see where the bears are, where Zach lives. There's probably <laughs> actually bears because there is wildlife in this game, but I haven't gotten low enough to the ground to find that shit. Like you can go in uh, like Africa and you can see giraffes and shit. That's, that's awesome. sweet. From what I've at least that's what I've seen on YouTube videos. I assume it's true. Um, I do think there, like, there is a bird hazard issue as well, but I don't, <laughs> just like real life. Um, nice. don't quote me on that though, but it's like, uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. So I, I was doing this just kind of like, I mean, for one, I was curious and I was also like, I wanted to test myself, give myself a little game to play inside the game, you know, um, can I find these places from the air using just Google maps on my other monitor and the maps like in the game. And it was difficult, but like you can figure it out with landmarks and uh, yeah, I found Gladish's exact building where he lives, but the building's different Mm -hmm. because uh, one of the things is they uh, like with super populated areas, 
they'll try to take a lot of the real buildings and put them in there, but then other ones, they just use like building types that look like they would fit in that spot. It's yeah. like some weird algorithm they use with in conjunction with the being data. Um, uh, going to Zach's house was very interesting because he lives out in the middle of nowhere in Colorado. Like it took me probably like 30 or 40 minutes taking off from Boulder just to get over there. <laughs> So that should give you an idea. Um, but I'm, I'm just shocked at the level of detail because, yeah, like um, like you mentioned, like the Oakland airstrip in Troy yeah. is there. The, the like, uh, airport in or on Grozeal, like near where I grew up, is there. And you can take off from all of these. Yeah. Like there's only like a handful of airports that are fully fleshed out and I guess if you have the deluxe edition you get even more where they add extra details like uh, an actual working crew on the ground and stuff like that um, but yeah I don't know it's pretty shocking the level of detail in the controls is amazing too because I was poking around with the mouse and you can literally like turn every knob or flick every switch in the cockpit manually with the mouse instead of using key bindings for a lot of that stuff. But I don't recommend it on some of those because they're like the mouse controls are really touchy. Yeah. So don't don't fuck with anything that's analog or you will end up crashing your plane. <laughs> use use the keyboard or the flight stick. Yeah, so they we've been playing off of um Game Pass, which I think just has the standard version of the game, but there yeah. is a $90 deluxe version and a $120 premium deluxe version that kind of includes some extra, uh, more sets of airplanes and additional airports, mm -hmm. as Brian was saying, so that stuff is out there. But yeah, I, I feel like you'll probably be messing around with it for quite a while. Oh yeah, and, um, they're going to have like a steady stream, I think every month they're going to have free DLC, and then every other month or so or every few months they're going to have paid DLC. Interesting. No, that's cool. And and I, like it it looks like they put a lot of work into it and it's it's honestly extremely fleshed out and and I'm glad that people aren't doing yeah. it. And um I guess the only disappointing thing is how demanding it is. Like it it kills my computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you you were saying you can't you're on the second level there's out of 4, right? I I, I tweak some things and I managed to get several settings the thing i noticed is like i can put things on high or i can put them on low or medium and i feel like the performance is the same that's what i was gonna say is that like i tried things on the third setting which is like high i guess and it was fine but i was still only getting like 40 50 frames per second on my machine but then i went up when i would put it on to ultra I was still getting like the same performance, so it didn't seem like it was. Um, it didn't seem like the settings were impacting anything all that much. But I have a feeling maybe it's just not super optimized out of the yeah. Game, and they're doing a lot of that stuff as they continue to work on it. I think I heard there's um, some kind of memory leak, which is not uncommon with things like mm -hmm. this. And um, there's also like options you can do uh, a rolling cache file for like all, and you can also change how much data it's constantly streaming from the internet. Yep. So those can have an effect on things. Um, you can, yeah, you can change the size of the rolling cache file and which drive it's on and everything. And it's best 
they they recommend you run everything off of SSDs, of course. Yeah. Uh, you can also take a area of the map, like basically just draw a square around it and be like, I want to manually cache as much as this as much of this as possible, and then you can save that in a different spot. Like I did that with the Detroit area, and I feel like the fidelity, maybe it's just my imagination, is like better and it runs a little better because it's like permanently on file. That's um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's pretty wild. I definitely, they, there are uh, daily challenges as well. I forgot to mention that. If, and there's training missions, which I highly recommend everybody do if they don't play this kind of thing all the time. It, it, it teaches you how to like do like a traffic circle and take off landing, obviously. Um, another thing too, there's a whole air traffic control system built in yeah, and, uh, live time of day and weather conditions, Mm -hmm. but you can also set those on the fly and those are surprisingly robust. Like if you spawn rain, it's just like instant and it looks immaculate. Like it, it, it looks completely realistic. Um, like next time there's really a hurricane cool. or something, I'm gonna like fly to that area to see what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool to switch it from day to from nighttime to daytime immediately and just kind of see the difference and being able to look outside and see the lights at night and then when you turn it on, you can actually see the ground really well and everything that's there. So it was, it's very, very granular, very robust, very like yeah. You can tweak things however you want. If you only want to fly in the rain and blast that song by garbage. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I've said enough about that, I guess, for now. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll check back in uh, when there's more stuff or as you do more. And I would like to go through all the training. I did only do that first mission last night. I didn't have a ton of time. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it was okay on controller. Like it, it it's not, honestly, it's not horrible. And it, like, if you wanted to, if you have Game Pass and you want to try this game out with a controller, I think you should absolutely do that before you go out and spend, you know, 80 bucks on a flight stick or whatever. But it's probably better than using the mouse, right? Way better, way better. Plus, not to mention, I just kind of threw myself in there. Like maybe a keyboard and mouse, if I started with the training, it would have been a little bit better, but it's very weird to kind of, um, to get used to how to control what you are looking at as the person in the cockpit and also yeah. controlling what the plane, like how you're steering the plane and stuff like that, like switching between those things, especially just cold Turkey hopping right into everything. The- I didn't know what I was doing. And it basically, I set everything on autopilot and it was just kind of like, I was sitting there trying to look around and not doing that very well even. So um, training missions are definitely recommended. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff I still need to learn personally. Not just about, I mean, obviously about all the different planes and their nuances and all that, but uh, like the camera system in general is just confusing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's a whole whole like uh, external drone mode, but I don't understand how to really move it around. And um, I get. I had read that you there's even a way you can like see things from the ground level, but I have no idea how to do that. Huh. Um, that yeah, I don't know. I I'm very intrigued to see what Microsoft does with this technology in the future. Like I'm foreseeing them eventually using this kind of technology to 
like maybe implementing it in a Forza game, like have an MMO-ish version of Horizon. That would be pretty rare. Who knows? Frame rate's very important in a racing game, unlike a flying game. Yeah. So that might not work out, <laughs> but it would be cool to have. Yes, like, we will see. Forza yeah, world. I, I really, I really want to try this out, but I'm afraid to like, you know, be like, oh, I've got like an hour to play and then sign myself up for like a three hour flight from here to Florida. <laughs> you know, you can, like, you can pause your flights. Uh, I don't think you can like well, save them in the middle realistic. and reload them, but you can. Well, I pause them just to take screenshots and stuff. But yeah, no, it, you're yeah. right. It's not realistic. There is autopilot on some of the planes, so that's helpful. <laughs> Go take care of the baby. Come back. Planes in a lake. Right. <laughs> Sir, we're circling the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Should we do some news? Yeah, let's hit some news. Okay. Let's start off with um, the lead writer and director being fired from Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, this news came shortly after they announced the game was delayed from um, uh, from this year into 2021, mm-hmm. um, which happened on the 11th. Uh, but yeah, so Brian Mitsoda is the, was the lead writer and director, and he was completely shocked to be thrown off of the game. Um, by both uh, Hardsuit Labs and Paradox Interactive. But yeah, John, I know you're excited for this. I know both. Well, of you I was excited. Are... I'm not so excited anymore. Yeah. It bums me out. But this is going to be my you... vampire cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, it's not coming out now. And there's... like Brian said when he sent it in the chat, yikes, this doesn't bode well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it, it feels like one of those things where it's like, if he didn't see it coming, and they're like, we need to delay the game, like, are they basically going back to square one with, like, narrative stuff in this game? To I try mean, I'm, just, I'm curious, like, what, what the issue is. Like, is it narrative? Is it, like, is there an issue with the actual gameplay, like, not being polished enough? So- like. Polygon's story on this matter has quote from him. He says, I was not part of the conversations that led to the decision to delay production, Mitsoda said. He was fired on July 16th. Uh, quote, to my knowledge, there was no delays caused by Bloodlines 2 narrative development, end quote. So it happened a little while ago and was just recently announced, um, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it just feels kind of weird um, timing-wise and, and, you know, it feels like kind of a late delay uh, in terms of like why they actually said that they're delaying it. Um, Polygon reports the studio said it needed more time to complete a stable and polished product. So it sounds like the narrative stuff is probably just done and maybe they fired him to have that money for other things. I don't know. The coronavirus is weird right now and impacting things in strange ways. So yeah, but it's a it bummer. A bummer. I, I just I was really excited to play this game. Everything I was excited to play this year just kept getting pushed off. But luckily I've yeah. been surprised by games that I wasn't necessarily expecting, like Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So uh next up, Facebook is making it harder to recommend the Oculus Quest, according to Polygon as well, because they are going to start requiring you to have a Facebook account in order to play any Oculus content. Um my understanding that is probably with or without an Oculus, even if I were to try to do it with an index, I think I would still need a Facebook account to log in and do anything. To to use the Oculus uh, store? 
Yeah, okay. to boot things off of the Oculus Store for the Index. Um, but yeah, it just kind of blows that Oculus and Facebook got tied together when Facebook made that purchase. Yeah, I mean, of course, what the problem with that is they make you share a bunch of data that doesn't seem relevant to having a good VR experience. And now I'm probably not going to consider that when I buy a new VR headset eventually. Yeah. It makes it very easy to be like, yeah, there's no need to take a look at the Oculus if they're going to be that terrible about it. People were already upset with the way that, as you were saying, like the the client was always collecting data in the background, basically, whenever you um, were using Oculus stuff. And like they tried to always make it turn on when you boot up your computer and yeah. stuff like that. So they've been pretty, um, pretty shitty with how that stuff works anyway but this is just another step beyond the pale so that sucks um this week remedy and 505 games announced that control is getting an ultimate edition which is actually a game of the year of sorts uh it's going to cost 40 dollars, and it will be out starting the 27th uh on steam um, and then it will be coming to the Epic Game Store, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in digital platforms on the 10th. Uh, and then there's a physical edition coming later for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And then also it will be coming for the PlayStation 5 and Series X. Uh, so you do get the game and the season pass. Uh, and then you will also get the upgrade to the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X versions of the games, which will presumably take advantage of ray tracing and the increased performance of the new machines um they did explain that you will still be able to uh backwards compatibility play the ps4 version and the xbox one version if you own those but they will not be getting a free upgrade unless you have this ultimate edition which is a bummer Uh, a lot of people are upset about that but weird stuff going on with that Microsoft set a good precedent of giving people free upgrades for everything, but clearly not everybody is inclined to do that. So. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be $40. It's $40 that for, for $85 worth of content when all that stuff originally came out. So, so but it. with PC, like there isn't going to be any sort of like fidelity upgrade in the ultimate version, right? I mean, the game already looks amazing. Presumably no. I mean, they haven't really said anything to that. Like, it's certainly like the 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 um. So on on Remedy's website, they say, "Will Control Ultimate Edition give me access to Control on Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5? They say we will offer a free next gen digital upgrade for those who buy Control Ultimate Edition on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. For more, for more information on eligibility, stay tuned to our website and community channels. And then they also said, what if I purchased the original version of Control previously? And they said the free upgrade path to Series X and PlayStation 5 version of Control is only available for Control Ultimate Edition. As far as I know, they're not planning on doing any visual work for the PC. Um, so, you know, the PC version can already do ray tracing. Um, it can take advantage of a lot of the stuff that the new consoles can already do. Presumably they will, if they, I guess if they run into any performance stuff, they might change things up. But honestly, I feel like that would be more after the 3000 series comes out more so than the, the next gen consoles. Cause I think that stuff will just basically get it up to parity with where the PC version is already. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, there's no, it's not like there's no upgrade for the PC version. It's mostly just for the consoles, but it's still a bit of a bummer for anybody who spent 85 bucks and then you just basically have to buy the same content over again in order to get the upgrade for it. Um, so yeah, bit of a bummer, but all right. Uh, some big news broke shortly after the last episode that we recorded. Uh, and that big news was Halo Infinite being delayed into 2021. Um, delays obviously aren't that big of a surprise, but the surprising thing about it is that this game was being touted as the launch Xbox Series X title. Yeah. Uh, and then they said, no, it'll be out next year, but we are still bringing out the Xbox in November. With nothing um, to play. With with <laughs> with no Control Ultimate Edition Microsoft games to play. Yeah. So um yeah, I mean none of us are huge, huge fa- Halo fans. Brian's probably the biggest Halo fan out of the three of us here. If there's I have played all of them. But just kinda crazy. It's it's leading me to wonder even like we don't know anything for certain about the PlayStation lineup. The only <laughs> thing that has been said for release was that um Spider-Man Miles Morales would be out in holiday timing, so that's not even necessarily going to be out day and date with the console. Didn't um, they just say but, Demon Souls was coming out as a launch title? So, it's rumored that Demon Souls was rated by the ratings board in Korea, and the only other PlayStation 5 title to have received a rating is Spider-Man Miles Morales. So that is leading people to believe that Demon Souls may be a launch title, but it has not been confirmed. Um... So, yeah, it kind of a weird launch right now. Usually there's at least a couple like PlayStation 4 had things like Knack and Killzone Shadowfall and at least a couple games that were first party releases. I, I mean, it just um, it further kind of ties into like my mentality that this even though this has been the longest console generation at this point, I still think it's too soon, I suppose. Well, and it's partly due to the weirdness of the mid-cycle refresh that they did with the PlayStation Pro and the Xbox One X. Um, well, and dealing with a worldwide pandemic has effect, and certainly that as well. Um, but you know, the, at least those mid-cycle refreshes were kind of a known quantity before this, but they yeah. still felt a need to come out and do more of a spec bump than what they did there obviously things like ray tracing and and new technology coming out remains to be seen how good these consoles are really even going to be at doing some of that stuff but you know who knows the for the moving to 4k and having ray tracing and hdr and high frame rate stuff i think has kind of made the playstation 4 and xbox feel older a little bit sooner than i think most people were anticipating but um yeah, I don't know. These launches are going to be weird. I'm kind of curious to see how it works out. And uh, I like it's a bummer for the Microsoft team that was working on Halo. I know that they kind of got shit on a lot after that demo was played. I mean, do you think that played into this delay? I think it would have had to. Like, I, I can't imagine that they put that out there without... Like they, they, I, I feel like they would have shown that and maybe expected people to receive it well, and then maybe if that was the case, they would continue to release it when they were going to. But from what I understood, I didn't even think it was going to have ray tracing at launch. That was something they were going to add later on. And you know, I think you know, 
just some of the like people were commenting about how terrible some of the textures looked and a whole bunch of nitpicky stuff um that i not being a halo fan didn't really it's also notice or care about like alpha footage you're not supposed to judge that harshly alpha footage yes but alpha footage of a game that would have been out three months after they were showing that alpha footage right so it's not like yeah should be, should be pretty you know set in stone at that point hopefully should be getting there like whatever you're gonna show for your vertical slice which obviously they don't really do that without e3 but they they were like we need to make a gameplay demo for this for our for our big press conference thing that we're showing off our first party stuff and then they showed that and people were kind of like so true you know it'll it'll probably be a better game for it but it just uh it feels weird to not have any big Microsoft releases for launch. Right. So uh, we'll see how these launches go, but things are weird. I think both companies have come out and said, yes, we're coming out in November. Yeah, they have. So they, did, they did both come out and say that, which is, again, like, I think back to like the PS2 launch and like, I think eight games, <laughs> maybe eight games launched with PS2 and like yeah. the 360 launched with like, Call of Duty 2 and King Kong and Perfect Dark Zero. Yeah, like like just a handful of games. Cameo Elements of Power might have been a I can't remember. And like but, PS well, PS4 launched with like a okay lineup and then they also had like a bunch of digital games that you could buy like right off the bat too. Like Resogun and um what was that other one? Uh with the Super Motherload was there? Yeah. I liked Super Motherload. Yeah, and there was there was like a like Blacklight or something like that. There was like a shooter and Warframe came out like shortly thereafter. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not like there won't be anything to play on these. Like if right. you're well, somebody and I think, coming from but the I, one I think they're relying heavily on the backwards compatibility to kind of float them until something better. You know, like this is not it's a transitional launch. It's not gonna be, you know, which is kind of stupid at this like I it, I don't know. It's, I'm, but that's the thing. Like, it's it's an ongoing joke that launch lineups are typically terrible. Like, they're the, I think the best launch title that ever came out in recent history was Super Mario sixty four. Is what some people still joke about. I don't know. I think SSX for the PS two was pretty great. <laughs> sure, that was a fantastic snowboarding game. That and that's fine. I mean, there's certainly going to be things that that people like and have personal preference for like i i did really enjoy um resogun was really rad i like super motherload um but it, it you know so it's not like it's out of the ordinary but at least there's usually like first party stuff coming out on this thing right and so it's kind of weird for there to be literally nothing for microsoft to be like this is it they have game pass which i think is a huge boon over playstation mm-hmm. don't get me wrong and and so there will be certainly plenty of things that you can play that will look fantastic on the new system. On my PC, right? yeah, great. Yeah, on your PC without the new system as well. But um, it's just kind of strange. It's it's weird. But uh, all right. Anything else on Halo? No, no. All right. The final news story is Fortnite related, uh, which we don't normally care about Fortnite, but this is kind of a big one. Um, so. Not to get too down in the weeds, but two weeks ago, uh, Epic released an update for Fortnite on mobile platforms that allowed you to pay them directly for V-Bucks, and that would circumvent both Google and Apple's in-app purchases system, 
which normally allows them to take 30% of any purchase that is made um, and cut them out of that completely. So Epic would get 100% of the purchase. Uh, in doing so, Epic um, was then, uh, or Fortnite was then banned on both the Apple and Google stores. And as soon as it got banned, Epic had a lawsuit ready to go for both companies. And uh, in that time frame, they they also really they had an event that day in Fortnite at four o'clock p.m. where they'd made a parody of Apple's 1984 ad, which is something that nobody who loves Fortnite probably actually knew about. Because <laughs> they're too young. Probably a decades before they, they were born. Yeah, yeah, they were born in the late 90s. Yes. Um. So kind of weird, but then also it ends with this like message of like you need to free Fortnite from the tyranny of blah 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 hashtag free Fortnite please 14 year olds help us get 30% more of our purchases um and so the only other big development that has happened since then is Apple is threatening to revoke uh Epic's development certificates and therefore they will no longer be able to work on iOS development stuff as of august 28th so this friday and some people are concerned that that will have knock-on effects for basically anything using the unreal engine on ios and it theoretically i think will mean that fortnite will stop working on ios and potentially uh, other apps or no impotent yeah potentially i don't we don't know that for sure it's kind of up in the air exactly what's going to happen um it's just that epic won't be able to provide support for unreal stuff and there won't be updates for the engine specifically to ios um apps that are actually using it but the other thing is is that right now you can still play fortnite on google on android and on your ios device if you have downloaded it previously but as soon as they start updating other platforms more, you will be unable to match with other people, and therefore it will at least theoretically break, if not, you know, completely cause the game to break, because uh, they won't be able to update it. All of this so, in an attempt to force Apple and Google's hand in order to get more money out of them, sort of. Yes. Yes, and they very much characterized it as this, we're doing this for the small developer and blah, 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 blah. But then emails came out where Epic was, Tim Sweeney of Epic was asking them for sweetheart deals like Amazon. Amazon doesn't have any of their revenue impacted by in-app purchase stuff. They do their own processing. They leave Apple and Google out of it. There's other companies that that don't do that. Um, so that felt very disingenuous and then on top of that there's other people bringing up the fact that epic hasn't done this to sony and microsoft and nintendo who also supposedly take 30 percent of any in-app or microtransaction purchases so it's created this big snafu and um you know our friend fuzzy i think summed it up best with a meme that it was the person riding a bike and putting a stick in their own spokes and saying ow apple or whatever you know like right. it's, they, they're very clearly doing it to themselves and apple's even come out and said they can come back whenever they want as long as they take out their in-app purchase circumvention um but yeah it's it's the most fascinating thing about it for me was how quickly it all moved and how much they had it set to go 
they knew where it was going to go. They were ready with lawsuits and things. Um, but I think they yeah, just I mean, underestimated it happened in a matter much. of hours. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, it was literally like the, like I was refreshing Twitter and would get another step in the story and, and it was pretty incredible. But, um, I just personally don't think Epic thought Apple would sh- completely shoot them in the, fu- the foot and destroy any Unreal Engine development. But Apple seems very clearly inclined to be like, fuck you, pay me. <laughs> like, you're not. But I mean, that kind of feeds into Epic's case a little bit too, doesn't it? Because their whole point is they're trying to showcase Apple and Google as being these monopolies of the App Store tech industry nonsense on cell phones everybody has an iphone or an android phone at this point and somehow like samsung has their own app store built into their phones like i wonder does google get a cut of anything that processes through that like i'd be curious to know like yeah i don't know and like what's it going to lead to like is epic trying to get their own app store on ios and android and they just want to have the ability, like anything that sells through their stores, like is there an Epic Game Store app going to go on those on the phones? You know, is Apple going to try and take 30% of that? Because Epic's whole standpoint with their store on PCs is that they don't take 30%. They take 15 Like, so it's like, I'm just interested to see how this plays out because I, I want to know. I, I mean, I've, I've been kind of following a little bit with, with the, you know, members of, of the of Congress or I don't even, I can't even think right now. I'm so tired, but the, you know, the United States government is, has been talking to the tech industry, specifically Google, Apple, Amazon, and Facebook about their Mm -hmm. monopolies of the internet essentially. And how there's no regulation on like the entire internet for the most part, like regulating how these companies are allowed to operate in respect to working with other companies. You know, Amazon has a, a tendency to, buy up competitors and Facebook buys up competitors. They did it to Instagram. They did it to WhatsApp. You know, they did it to uh, Oculus. They saw as a competitor somehow. I don't really understand that, but I mean, they <laughs> like that's expansion. That's, but, that's what they yeah. do is like these companies go and they buy out other companies. Like is, is one of these companies going to make an offer on Epic? Like maybe, maybe Apple like is like, okay, Epic, like we'll buy you. You're worth $15 billion. We're worth $2 trillion. Like we'll buy you. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I mean that doesn't seem like a bad idea. That's pretty ridiculous. But then you you think you're going to see Epic Games? You're going to see Fortnite on a on a Google phone? Absolutely no, not. Are you going to see anymore. Epic yeah. Games on a PC? Absolutely no, not. Like, I'm saying I meant it seems like a good idea for Apple. It seems like a terrible idea for the consumer. Absolutely, yeah. but that's the whole point of like monopolies. It's it's terrible for the consumer and like this their hold on the like the cell phone app industry is terrible for the consumer and just like we were saying before we started recording like that there another article came out about wordpress which wordpress is a free application through the internet anybody can go and sign up and have a blog it's completely free um app you have the ability to buy domains and higher packages yeah like if you want to but you don't need to it's not necessary and it's not really something that was actually built into the app that they had on apple you had to jump through hoops to do it yeah and Apple told the WordPress, the single developer of WordPress that, hey, we're going to suspend updates on your app until you monetize it so that we can make 30% on it. And that's fucked up as far as I'm concerned. That is like absolutely the most non-competitive, complete bullshit thing 
that I've ever heard in respect to the mobile phone industry and the app industry. Like that is yeah. absolutely asinine that they would even like, like shame fucking shame on Apple. And I, honestly, like I'm sick of Apple in general at this point. Like I don't think I'll ever buy another Apple product in my entire life. I'm trying to get rid of my iPad too, but fuck them. Like in all seriousness, the yeah. See, all right. We've conflated several things here now. Yeah, I kind of went think, off a deep I end think there. The, That's my bad. I think the WordPress thing, super shitty. Absolutely. 100%. Um, but getting back to, like, Epic's main argument of things being anti... Like, Apple having a monopoly. It's like... I personally don't understand the argument. Because how can you have a monopoly on a device that you created? Right? They don't have the monopoly in the mobile phone business because you can go buy an Android phone, yeah. right? They don't even have a majority of the market. They're 40% of the market. Google doesn't technically own all of the Android phone makers, right? So that 60% that's out there, not all Google I mean, technically, but a lot of it is Android because that's open and free technically. So I don't really get the mechanics of the antitrust that they're trying to expose here. Like it, it doesn't really make sense to me, especially on Google where you can sideload apps. Well, that, however you that's want, I that's think... literally how you had to play Fortnite because they were having this fight before Fortnite came to Google, Google. Apps. Again, I, th- I think this like particular argument, it has to do with, I think Epic wants to have their own store on an iPhone. Yeah. Cool. But why should they be allowed to, to have that i mean i'd be curious to know like when somebody installs the best buy app on their iphone does apple get a cut of anything somebody purchases through that you know if i I go on the best buy app on my on my android phone on my pixel and i buy my thrustmaster t-flight hotas one does google get a cut of the purchase that i made on best buy's website or best buy's app like how does that work exactly because to me that's the same thing like why? Yes. Like that is the equivalent to what we're arguing here. No, a hundred percent. And for we know for a fact, a hundred percent that Amazon does not do that. Amazon does not let you use Apple ta- Apple Pay to purchase anything, and they do not use any of Apple's interface to charge your card. So all of your purchase through Amazon goes to Amazon. Apple sees none of it, and they know that Amazon is too big to fight on that. For something like Best Buy, I think you can use Apple Pay to pay for things, but you don't have to. So I think there's like a, they might be in the range where they're able to say, hey, most of our sales are not going to come through you. We will put it through you. I But we don't know. We don't have that many details on how all of these work. So there are some cases where Amazon is too big for things like Netflix and HBO Now and all of that stuff. If you get a subscription on iOS, it gets charged through iOS and through iTunes stuff. They get 30% of that subscription fee. So all of that. I mean, I understand it is like they're acting as like a facility, you know, a facilitation service, essentially. Like they are like playing a middleman and yeah, the middleman should get paid, I suppose. But I think this is going to lead to like price increases elsewhere which it probably already has like everyone's like like Netflix is like oh yeah every 6 months you get an email it's like we got to bump up our prices and like yeah i guarantee this plays into that 
you know it might just it just like apple's might. about to like move all of their subscription services into like one thing like apple one or something like that they announced this like a, a couple weeks back uh, and like i, I just well, i'm tired of <laughs> subscription services in general but also like how much is how much is it really worth like paying all for you know like is it like what do you get with your apple one subscription you get netflix hulu disney plus like what you all get one bill that's huge. Yeah, you get one fucking massive I, you, bill you that's bigger than a cable bill. And includes a bunch of shit that you didn't want to pay for instead of, you know, the $25 but a what, year you're paying for the one service you wanted from them. We're still getting away from my main question, which is why should Epic be allowed to have a store on a platform that they don't own or make? Because Amazon know? has one. Yeah, I mean, I didn't and really think about it before. You can probably get the Bed Bath & Beyond app, and it does the same thing, and you can download, uh, you like, that's the thing, it's it's the same thing as having, but, like, you can go to, you can go to the Epic Game Store website on your Chrome browser on your iOS device and purchase any game that you want, right? You can do that. I did it. I did it to download the free games on the Epic Store this past week. I mean, when I order a Little Caesars pizza from the Little Caesars app, does apple get a cut or google get a cut of that they might why are you ordering from little caesars i don't know because sometimes this is all beside the point is all you need <laughs> but what this is all my point this is, is all like it doesn't matter what app it is like there are all these other apps that you know you're using are being facilitated tr- through these services are they all being charged 30 percent for what they sell and how is that any different than what epic's trying to do epic wants to sell their own product through the service of the iPhone and Android, like how is that any different than me buying something from Best Buy through my phone on the app? How is it any different from me using the Starbucks app? You know app? how it's different? What? Because the developer agreement that Epic made with Apple said that they can't do it. And the developer agreement that Apple has with Amazon says that Amazon can do it. So they agreed to it and they violated their terms of service. And now they're paying for it. But there's still, like, we live in a world where Windows came out and you were able to run code on Windows that wasn't developed by Microsoft. And that's great. I know that that's where things started. They've started moving to a place where you can only buy some things off of the Microsoft Store because they want it to be more controlled like app stores are on phones. Same thing's happening on Apple computers as well. But there's still nothing to me... This would be like this would be like HP being like we bought and we we've manufactured this computer for you and we don't think you should be allowed to put out something on this computer that would allow you to sell things without giving us a cut because this is our product. And if people didn't like that, they could just not develop for HP and you could go buy a computer from somebody else. If Epic doesn't like the idea that you can't put out an iOS app and not pay for in-app purchases, go to Android, let everybody sideload the app like they were doing for the longest time, and then there's no problem. Is it harder to download your app? Yes, but you're going to get 100% of the sales that come out of it. And people love Fortnite so much that you think you can take a $2 trillion company and bend them over the desk? No, the you should be able to have everybody download your your shit that way. It just I'm all for consumer protections and making people have 
you know, making things open when we can and whatever. But Apple's selling you a device where you use their app store or you don't download apps. And that's what they're selling. And so if you don't want to take part in that, if you don't want to give them that power, don't make apps for Apple. But that's really difficult when you literally like how it's it's very anti-competitive and monopolistic that we have two operating systems for phones in America. You have It's not a monopoly cuz there's two of them though. But there's right? only two. And like, one of them and they, one of them you can sideload apps however you want. There but don't I mean you're all about like com- competition, right? Like shouldn't there be more? Shouldn't sure. there be more options? There can be more options. Hey OnePlus, make your own OS. Let's see how it goes. Samsung, stop using Android. Make your own OS. You can do whatever you want there. Samsung's going to get that 30% cut. But, like, this is, it, it's not Apple's fault that they have 40% of the market. Brian's going to murder us because he's so fucking bored right now. I'm falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting discussion, sure. I'm just kind of over it at this point. Yeah, I I mean, we're just going to keep going in a loop here about it, I, I suppose. But in, in I, all reality, I, I, like, I just... I feel it's, that it's no different than any other app on the phone. And if if Little Caesars is getting three dollars or not even would it be a dollar fifty? If Little Caesars is getting a dollar fifty taken away from every hot and ready they sell on the <sighs> app, like that's that's kind of fucked up. You're also just is making me want pizza and I'm not supposed to have pizza till tomorrow. What if you just went to Little Caesars and bought the pizza in person? Then Apple doesn't get any of it. But that's the thing is Apple's if you, created you, like Apple Apple's, or Google or however you want to look at it has created this level of convenience that like we as consumers like don't like that's we don't what you're care. paying for. We as consumers are paying for that. Yes. But like so is the company that's using the platform. And like it's in a way they're kind of being gouged, I suppose. Like, I don't know. That's my issue with it. Doesn't really matter. I just don't necessarily know that we can call it gouged if there's like no other like this is the first time this has happened in history, right? Sure, like, yeah. It'd be different if it was like uh fucking AT&T Bell being like, "Hey, you bought that pizza through the phone <laughs> using your credit card. Give us a dollar." Don't give them that idea, that damn purchase. it. That sounds fucking stupid as shit, right? So when you apply it to apps, it should also be that stupid. But it's not because it was a completely new paradigm shift. But that's and that's so part I, of the I lack of regulation. Going, um, yeah. Yeah. Like there's there is no regulation. There's nothing stopping the tech companies from doing these sorts of things because the while well, uh, frankly, is you know, everyone involved in the fucking United States government is so fucking old <laughs> that they don't even understand how it works. I mean, look at that. There was that one. I think it was Grassley or whatever was talking to Sundar Pichai from Google and was like, so when I go on my iPhone and my niece or nephew sees pornos, uh, why does that happen? And and, and Sundar Pichai is like, uh, I don't make, I don't the, make iPhone. the iPhone. So I have no idea how, why your your niece or nephew or your grandchildren are looking at pornos. Like, should ask them why they're like, doing that. They're, they're so detached from it. Like, they shouldn't be regulating it to begin with. Like, fuck all the old people in the United States government. They should all, like, they're I'm done with them. They need to go away. Re- retire. Well, and I. Yeah, but they won't because they're career politicians. And that's how that works. 
but they i guarantee that the the majority of the population is not thinking about whether or not apple or google are getting 30 percent. well no the majority of the the population doesn't give a shit about anything right now because we're dealing with a pandemic that half of the population believes doesn't exist so that's a whole but what i'm saying what i'm saying is like the idea is if this is a free market we have the ability to choose what su- what succeeds and what doesn't right. by spending our dollars on so we should develop an operating system that offers epic a free platform to sell their phones and it should be able to load and take over like, you should be able to like pull up an iphone and hack it and put our operating system on and then epic can take <laughs> over all the iphones they want you can jailbreak an iPhone if you yeah, want. Yeah, no, I know. You can jailbreak. And you can't use the app store. You, you can't use the app store, but why would you want to? They take thirty percent of all your purchases away from. Oh my gosh. From. <laughs> I still, I think the one good movie. idea we had out of this is there should just be a Fortnite phone. Yeah, the Fortnite phone that is extremely cheap and it only plays uh, Fortnite. Just, a, it just plays Fortnite. The whole phone's a screen, so you can buy different skins for it, for the outside of it. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. the John Wick there one, it's just a black one with a purple tie or whatever. Like, he has analog sticks. Yeah. yeah. Little buttons. But, yeah, I don't know. I think, honestly, in terms of where this is going to go, um, Epic's going to fold, because Apple's got $2 trillion. Yeah, I don't I don't see day, them winning but... this, but I also, I understand where they're nice coming try. from and what they're fighting for. I Better luck next it. time. I, I get what they're coming from. I'm glad. I'm glad to see want. someone as big as Epic putting their foot down over something like this because I feel like if more developers grew the balls to do it, it would actually make an impact. But I don't think that's ever going to happen. I I know the WordPress developer actually rolled over already. And oh yeah, he said he did. He doesn't have a yeah. choice. Like. He offers a free thing that, and like, I mean, I'm su- assuming he makes ad revenue, like, off of WordPress websites, because I, I don't really know, but. Why does Amazon get to, like, damn them for being so convenient and having the prices they do, but it's, they get away with everything. Amazon's ruined everything for every other small business in the entire world, just so yeah. you know. I'm, the amount of people who call me at the shop pissed off because they haven't received their order in two days when I told them it would be seven to ten business days is asinine. Well, now nothing shows up, up in two days either. So, yeah, even yeah. through their and service. We're, and, we're all, and we're all still paying for Prime, aren't we? Yeah. What right? are we getting now? Video? Net, net revenue is... Net revenue for Amazon in 2019 was $280 billion. So they have the ability to say, fuck you, Apple. And I think Apple, people would literally not use iPhones if they couldn't get Amazon. Amazon's stock is worth four times Apple's stock. <laughs> like, Yeah. So it's like, like Amazon's got big enough clout to say, Here's fuck the thing, you, though. Like, I, I use Amazon through my phone. But I just use it through the browser. I I never have installed the app, and I never will. And um, the problem is, like, you can't play Fortnite. You can't, like, go on the Epic Store through the browser and then play Fortnite that way or something. No, but you know what you could do? You could go to the Epic Store on your browser and buy your V-Bucks and not buy them through Apple, and then Apple would still get nothing. Yeah, that's true. And that's basically what they're trying to do. You were able to do that. So, you know what, Epic? Like, fucking get over yourself. 
but they were they were undercutting the price as well. You failed to mention that they offered a permanent twenty percent discount on V Bucks, so buying them directly from them. Well, yeah, because they because you have to pay more for the Apple V Bucks because Apple charges. Well, yeah, just like 30%. when I buy a Twitch subscription through my phone, it costs like six ninety nine. But when I buy a Twitch subscription through Twitch's app on my computer, it's five. It's four ninety nine. Like five bucks. Yep. Same I feel thing. like this yep. is going to go down as like the most boring podcast we've ever put out. <laughs> I find the shit just just the so last forty five minutes. It's more like an economics like, right. podcast now. <laughs> we've tuned out. I Maybe think it's should... an incredible fight, and I honestly like I I I don't know where it's gonna go and i it, like i i just think i find it endlessly fascinating so i apologize if anybody is bored as bored there's no as other news is there or, no that was no, we were ending on that like okay I, I'm perfect t- so I'm you tired. can just be like hey as soon as we start talking about epic shut the the podcast off <laughs> just put a little <laughs> put a disclaimer, disclaimer in case people are not interested in this kind of thing it is fascinating but yeah it's a lot it's, it's just only so it's, much it's interesting that we... to see it come at a time where like we literally watched a few weeks ago like i said the the big tech giant i mean jeff bezos himself appeared in a zoom chat eating cheez it's like <laughs> to congress and like was being grilled by them about his practices with amazon same thing with apple tim apple you know our homeboy tim <laughs> apple that the president is really good friends and- with I don't he probably want, can't I don't even pronounce Sundar Pichai. And uh, and who else did they have? Oh, yeah, Zuckerberg. Uh, they had Data himself. Big like, Zuck. Yeah, Data. <laughs> from- I, don't, I don't want anybody to think that I don't think there should be some amount of oversight over these. I don't, I don't, you're not coming off that way. I, you're, you're playing, you're kind of okay. playing devil's advocate to like, they're not going to win this. Like. I'm I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate, and I do also just kind of think like if you didn't want the fucking iPhone to be a success, don't fucking buy an iPhone for right? sure. If you didn't want it to be this way, you shouldn't have bought it. And so, but I know that most people are too stupid to. Care, you know, or, to be honest, know, the only reason I have an iPhone is it fits in my hand, and all the other fucking Android phones are too big. Well, maybe grow bigger hands, so those little Hobbit fingers that you have. Stop it! <laughs> no, that was the wrong one. <laughs> Fuck. It's still, it's still funny. Damn it! It's the one right next to it. Shit. Oh. <laughs> All right. I think that's the end of our show. Forever. Yeah. Oh, Anyways. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for several years of downloads and if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwestgamers.com slash links the midwest podcast network now has a patreon the patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network you could subscribe as little as one dollar a month and help keep our shows alive and well check it out at mpn.bz slash patreon thanks again to jason k gojo sitsa and tom z we love you guys we appreciate you uh all of our patrons are great and as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch, as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We are Twitch affiliates. You can subscribe on Twitch with your free Prime subscription if you haven't gotten rid of your Prime by the end of this episode. And uh, we get a little bit of that money, which is great, but Amazon takes most of it, which sucks. But it's cool because it's free if you have Prime. It's a free subscription to our Twitch channel, which gets you my emote. It's my face doing this. Yeah. Yep. Which you can't no, see. Nobody has we Brian because it costs too much. You, you gotta get tier three. We, to have we Brian, made Brian so. the most expensive because he's the oldest. So it's like I am honored, but at the same time, I'm sad that nobody has that icon. 
<laughs> it's just, I mean, if we were prostitutes, you would be the cream of the crop, bro. John and I literally, yeah, John and I literally made the distinction that people would want the Brian one the most, so we would put it at the top yeah. here. It's, it's you really, wearing a really VR helmet. Up. It's hilarious. Like, I know. That's pretty good. <laughs> so, anyways, right. thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, next time around, I'm not quite sure what we're going to cover, but I know Wastelanders 3 is coming out, and I'm kind of excited to try that out. Uh, and yeah, hopefully, maybe I'll get Flight Simulator rolling with a, a Hotas uh, setup here at home. You should. With dual monitor badassery that I've got going on. Um, there you but go. yeah, everybody, thanks again. We'll see you next time. Peace.